It's the time of year when we're all thinking about goals and priorities. Now is the time to plan your next trip. Whatever kind of travel fills you up, whether it's lounging on the beach, connecting with family and friends, or going on a foreign adventure, Expedia has the tools you need to plan a great trip. Download the Expedia app or visit Expedia.com to start planning. You do need to be a OneKey member to use price tracking. Signing up is easy and free. Expedia, made to travel. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card, you call the number for help, and can't get a hold of anyone. If you only had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right, a real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm Oprah Winfrey. Welcome to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is time. Taking time to be more fully present. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. You know, for years on The Oprah Show, I was really taking notes mentally, emotionally, spiritually from all of our guests. And I had come to know, probably after the first four or five years of doing the show, that there was a common thread or common denominator in the human experience that got pointed up to me when I was doing a show with Harville Hendricks, who had written a book called Getting the Love You Want. And it really was about mirroring back to your partner what they were saying to you and understanding that in all relationships, people were looking for validation. So when I did Harville Hendrix uh, in the early uh, 90s, late 80s, I came to understand, oh gee, that's what everybody's really looking for, not just couples, but everybody's looking to be validated. And if you were to ask me in the early 90s, what is the big lesson you've learned from this show? I would have said that the common denominator in the human experience is that everybody just wants to be appreciated, or validated. That got clarified in such a way that the hairs on my head rose when I heard Toni Morrison, who was on the show for The Bluest Eye, one of my favorite books of all time. I'd chosen her for a book club selection yet again. And she said these words. It's interesting to see when a kid walks in the room, your child or anybody else's child, do you, does your face light up? or, and that's what they're looking for. When my children used to walk in the room when they were little, I looked at them to see if they had buckled their trousers, if their hair was combed, or if their socks were up. And so you think your affection and your deep love is on display because you're caring for them. It's not. When they see you, they see the critical face. What's wrong now? But then, if you let your as I tried from then on, to let your face speak what's in your heart. Mm -hmm. Because when they walked in the room, I was glad to see them. Mm -hmm. It's just as small as that, you see. That is what I think is so profound, because that is how you learn That's what right. your value is. That's right. Mm -hmm. Not by what the person mm -hmm. is saying to you, but what you feel. Yeah. When I was That was a huge, aha, bing, 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 light bulb moment for me. Because, first of all, I was thinking about myself growing up, as everybody thinks about themselves when somebody's telling a story, I was thinking about myself growing up and how that didn't happen to me. And 
when I said those words about that is how you gather what your value is or determine what your value is, I was thinking about, oh, gee, that is why for so many years I was a kid with low self-esteem because nobody's face lit up or eyes lit up when I entered the space. But where I got that value, that validation, was when I went to church, speaking in the church, or when I went to school. That's why I was always the first person to raise my hand because my teacher's eyes would light up when I came into the room. And when I was on stage speaking, I could see that other people's faces and eyes lit up when I was on stage. So that lesson about validation reached deeply for me. And I know from now 4,561 shows, nearly 30,000 people sitting in that chair, me interviewing them, that that is what everybody is looking for. Janice was watching when Toni Morrison was on the show. Janice, you've never been the same since? I have not. That touched my heart. My daughter, I was an angry mother. I wasn't aware that I was an angry mother, oh. but it came across because I was critical when she came into the room. But it touched my heart so much. And my daughter, the last two years, my daughter ended up dying of cancer. And the last two years, every time she would come home, whether it was chemo, from a party or grocery store, I would always say, Nikki's home, Nikki's home. And she would get so excited. And if she went to the garage and came back, I would still do the same excitement. And I was so excited. That made a difference in my life. And now, oh. when children or people in my space, it's authentic that my eyes light up because my heart lights up. That's a wonderful story. I have to say that all the years of watching Gail, my best friend Gail, raise her children, I would have to say that she's done that better than anybody I've ever seen, heard, read about, or experienced. Long before Toni Morrison said it on our show, Gail was doing that with her children. We have talked on the phone almost every night of our lives since we were 21 and 22, before she was married, before she had children. And when her children were old enough to actually come in the room, no matter who she was on the phone with, on the phone with me, on the phone with other friends, she would stop and put the phone down and acknowledge that they were there. So I have been able to experience that through uh, my friendship with her, and I know how validating that is. I know what that has done in the lives of her children. Her children are seen. They are seen, they are heard, they are validated, and that has done enormous things for their sense of self-esteem and self-worth. So what Toni Morrison had to say is essential for raising children and essential for having great relationships, but it also applies to everything else in your life. This next moment is from Steve Pites, a biker dad who was forced to watch the Oprah 20th anniversary DVD and had his own aha moment that he never expected. I think when people see me, they think that, oh, here comes a big biker, I guess is what they'd think. Is, you know, I have tattoos, and I usually walk around with a do-rag on my head. My wife let me know that she really wanted the Oprah anniversary DVD for a Christmas present. I was thinking that if I went in and bought a Oprah DVD, people would, you know, the guy, even at the guy at the counter, you know, would be thinking, I'm buying this to run home myself and watch Oprah, you know? <laughs> I gave my bride, you know, the present for Christmas, and it, it went over very well. You know, she was excited to have it, and... Then the words came, the ones I didn't want to hear, you know? Hey, honey, you want to watch Oprah with me? I thought, oh, crud, you know? No, <laughs> I don't. So we put the first DVD in, and, and it was, I thought, oh, that's not, 
so bad. There are so many things on it that were that were so touching that were beneficial to me that changed the way I looked at things and and it was just I thought, wow, that's 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 good stuff. She leaves me and she goes to run some errands and and I'm thinking, what am I gonna do? When I came home from the grocery store, I caught him on the couch by himself with a beer watching Oprah. You know, Oprah's cool. I saw this segment with Toni Morrison where she was talking about how do you look at your kids when they come in the room. From then on, I've made a conscious decision to try to always make sure when I look at my kids when they come in the room or when I walk in the room to, to show them that, you know, hey, I'm happy that, that they're there, that I love them dearly and that, that they're very important. I work nights, so I might, you know, was tired. And maybe I didn't have that expression of joyfulness to see them. And I thought, wow, you know, I could actually be hurting their feelings and not even know it. Aha, your kids actually see the expressions on your face, but last night I realized, oh, does your spouse perceive you the same way? The ahas continue, even just from the one episode. Well, that is fabulous from a do-rag wearing uh, biker. (laughs) Tattoos and all, thank you so much. Don't go anywhere, more to come after this short break. No two travelers are exactly alike, and that means no two trips should be either. Texas' vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities allow for an infinite number of different travel experiences. Are you a beach person? Well, you'll be having fun under the sun with Texas' 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies can't get enough of Texas' world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a -a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interests. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help to support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. That Toni Morrison moment was a profound moment for me, too. And and you say you haven't greeted your kids the same since? Never. I I see my kids so, like, 15 minutes a day because I work nights. So when I go to their school, you know, maybe I've noticed throughout at the house that they didn't do a chore, they didn't do this, they didn't do that. And now I get to school, and it doesn't matter. You know, I just, I try to light up. consciously think, what does your face look like when you go into that classroom? Yeah. Do your eyes light up? That's... How proud you are, one, that they're there, how much you love them, just... They're your kids, you know? That is great from a do-rag wearing biker, I must say. (laughs) That's fantastic. (laughs) Thank you both. Thank you. Thank you. Isn't that great? It means anybody can get it. But the point is that when you do that, it not only changes the way your children re- react, it changes the entire dynamic of the relationship that you're having with your children. You know, the truth is, I don't get out much. I really don't. I mean, if you see me out someplace, that's usually the time that I'm out, but 
I am not leading a great social life. Stedman and I rarely actually go out on a date. And we went to see Avatar because it was in 3D and because Harpo Studios was making it available to people. And the whole audience was going to see the movie the night before James Cameron was coming on the show. And when we finished that movie, first of all, it was just so exciting to be out uh, on a date. And when we finished that movie, we couldn't believe what we had seen and couldn't stop talking about the layers of spiritual awakening possibilities that are there in that movie. And the most profound one is the moment when the Avatar says, I see you. In just four weeks, Avatar is the second highest grossing movie in history, right behind the Titanic. And director James Cameron is the visionary who dreamed the whole thing up. Imagine that imagination. It's so great. What is that? I think she liked it, folks. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wanted to say, I see you. Yes. I see well, you. Well, if you want to do it in the Navi, it's Wagnati Kamea. Wagnati Kamea. Yeah. Very good. Wagnati Kamea. I think you're well, channeling some Navi. Some Navi. Right. Congratulations, really. Thanks. Yes. Thanks. I woke up this morning thinking, actually, I thought, this is a Sidney Poitier moment. When I was 10 years old, I saw Sidney Poitier win the Academy Award. And I thought, if he could do that, I wonder what I could do. And my first thought this morning was, if you could do that, I wonder what I could do. Yeah. I'm, there are parts of my imagination that have not been tapped That's into. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, do you consider yourself a spiritual you've person? Done okay. I, uh, you've yeah. Done okay. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about this. No, no, no. But I'm just thinking. It was. So, I was so inspired by it. Do you consider yourself a spiritual person? Because the thing that most impressed me was the message that we are all connected. That we're all connected to the earth and yeah, to the yeah, trees, yeah. and we're all, you know. Well, I guess I must be because you know I, this, this film represents a lot of a lot of ideas and, and feelings that, that I have as an artist. It's not, it wasn't kind of a, a studio film where they sort of tell yeah. you what to do or it's mm -hmm. based on a toy line or something. It was based on ideas I wanted to express. So I guess I must be. You know what I was thinking? You're going to have a lot of good karma because for the, you know, millions and billions of people who are going to see this movie and that message and they mm -hmm. connect to that message, all of that energy is going to come back to you, not to mention the money, but all of that energy is going to yeah. come back to you and that's a lot of good you've done in the world. Well, let's hope so. You know, I mean, I think, I think you, can, you can overplay like how important a movie is in the zeitgeist, but I do think that you know, with the environmental message and, and, the, and the idea that we are kind of all connected as human beings to each other and seeing each other, you know, if... But if just this... that message alone, where when the avatars meet each other, they say, I see you, and mm. it's not just I see you physically, yeah. but I see you. Who and you that, are. Who, I see who you are. And you know what? That is the fundamental lesson I learned many years ago on this show, that regardless of who you're talking to, everybody just wants to be seen. That's right. And they want to be heard. They want to know... Do you see me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you understand me? Do you, you understand, understand me? My reality, what I'm going through. Yeah, exactly. Did you have any? I wish we did that in our culture. I wish there was something that we could adapt from the Nabe people of Avatar um, that symbolized "I see you" um, instead of just sort of "Hello, hello, how are you?" in passing, but that would cause you to stop a moment and look at somebody and acknowledge their being, capital B, they're being here and not just being in front of you. Wouldn't that be nice? When you're able to see and understand 
from the other person's point of view, see them, hear them, feel them, and have a moment of understanding. That's what true compassion is, and extending yourself in compassion to another human being. It changes the nature of your relationships, and it also changes um, the energy dynamic. So we can adapt from the Navi people, the custom, even if you don't say it, so people don't think you've lost your mind, I see you, I see you, but we can adapt the custom in spirit of looking at a person, whether it be in your office space or somebody that you're encountering on the tollway, freeway, to be able to look at them and really see them. The acknowledgement of one human being to another is what bonds, strengthens, and really, I think, expands the human connection. Over the years on the show, I was able to witness the myriad of ways that people were not seen and the havoc that that wreaked in their lives. So many people, you may be one of them, are still suffering because they were not seen, they were not validated, they did not matter, or certainly did not know that they mattered in someone else's life. And one of the ways that you are shown that is by the way the people in your family, your immediate surroundings, treat you. And one of the worst things that can happen to anybody is to not only not be seen, but to not be believed. I've been angry at my mom since I can remember. It's been a lot of years expecting her, I guess, to rescue me. My earliest memory of my stepfather molesting me was as a young child. My sister and I shared a room, and he would come in and choose, I guess, whichever one of us he was going to be with. He would touch me in the lower area. I can't even say. I had no idea, not whatsoever. I never saw him get out of bed. I'm a deep sleeper. Once I go to sleep, I go to sleep, and he knew that. And of course, I went to sleep with a clear conscience. I just can't believe that she would never go looking for him in the middle of the night. That's what I don't understand. When I was 16, I, I couldn't take it. So I told her I wanted him gone. I guess the girls wanted to press charges. And uh, I just wanted help. I wanted counseling for as a family. My stepfather was arrested. He spent two weeks or so in jail and um, was ordered out of the house for several months, then was allowed to come home after that. A lot of people say, oh, just hang him by his throat and kill him, and that's the end of that, you know. And I, I don't think we should just discard people, you know, and he was sorry. I mean, he, he was sorry. He kept saying, I'm sorry. I didn't understand why my mother would stay with a man that would hurt her children that way, especially now that I have a son. What can I do? I can't change the past. I haven't, I haven't hurt her. I've never done anything to really hurt her, except, you know, this decision. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's, huzzah, a toast to breakfast.
The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. When I heard this story for the first time, I'm, I'm thinking the same thing that you all are thinking. Uh, certainly people deserve compassion and they deserve understanding when they've made mistakes, but it is very difficult for me to understand how somebody tolerates continuing to live with somebody who abuse their daughters. Can I hear this? I think we all want to hear this. We want to hear and feel how badly you felt that you made the wrong decision. Because I swear, I don't, I hear you say, I apologize, I've said it, I'm sorry, I did it. But I don't, I don't feel, and I know she doesn't, I don't feel that you really know. You made the wrong decision. I know I did. And what, I know that, I has, did. And what that has done to, to you, making that wrong decision. I, I get it. What I did is I took a situation that it's the worst possible situation, and I compounded it. I made it worse. I, I made you guys suffer for more years than you should have. You had already suffered. I made you suffer more years. I made me suffer more years. And I have to live with that every day. I was not convinced that she understood the depth of the mistake, that she understood that she literally chose her husband versus her daughter. What can I do? You tell me. You know what I'm thinking? Words, and so what? It'll just be words, especially when she says, what can I do? You tell me. What can you, what can you do? You can be the mother that you were not to me. And we all know that there, there are times when people have messed up and they apologize to you and you feel like, hmm, I don't know if they really meant it, but I got the apology. And there are other times when you've heard an apology and you felt it in the, in the core of yourself. This was not happening this day. And I thought it was the ultimate in uh, not validating her daughter. And this is what I've learned from shows like this and just from life, is that when people can't give you what you need, then you need to be able to, for yourself, move on and stop living in the space where you want somebody to say, you want somebody to do, you want them to be something that they cannot be for you. I probably seem more agitated during this show because I've been in the position of the, of the young girl who is abused and trying to speak to an adult about it and the adults saying, 
but what could I do? What were you supposed to do? So this hit a personal nerve for me, and that is why I knew that what she was asking her mother to do and asking her mother to be was not going to happen. People can only give you what they have. This was a case where I could see that the ultimate lack of validation was this mother, Lucy, who did not stand up for her daughter, Pam. And that is what Pam is feeling. I wanted you to stand up for me. I wanted you to see me, and I wanted to matter enough to you that you would not allow the man who abused me to come back into your house. You know, I've given away wonderful presents and gifts, and for me, it's fun to do. But it's never about the presents. There's always a little sense of delight and joy for me when I'm able to do something wonderful for someone. But I gave away a Porsche on this show, and the surprise of it was fun for me, but there was a moment of connection between me and the guest where I just looked him straight in the eye. And in that moment, I saw him. I saw him. My look said, I see you. I really see you. I see who you are. I see where you've been. I see who you're trying to be. And that just happened in a split second. It was just one of the most powerful things. Everybody else will think it's about the Porsche, but it really wasn't about the Porsche. It was about the validation of one person to another. At the age of 32 and weighing in at 525 pounds, my next guest, David Caruso, was close to death. Look at this. I hit 32, and I recall sitting down at a computer and going on the internet and typing in obesity. What changed my life the most was seeing a website where they had statistics of weight and average lifespan. And I typed in 525 pounds, and the number 35 came up. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a second, I'm 32. I got three years to live. This is not good. What have I done to myself? How bad have I hurt myself throughout my life? I think that moment it just said, that's it then. Get off your butt and do something and stop making it okay because it's not okay. Well, at that very moment, David reclaimed his life and decided he wanted to live. On his own, uh, no surgery, David has lost 305 pounds. He lost 305 pounds. How long did it take you, 305 pounds? One year. But you did it in a year. Yes. What an inspiration. Uh, it brought me a whole new life. I have a beautiful wife, two beautiful boys, and we can now experience and share everything together without having me to huff and puff. Growing up, my dream car was a Porsche. I just knew that I could not have one because of my size. And, and even until this day, I still never even sat in one because it's not real to me. Amazing. Congratulations to you. Well, David, uh, since you've never had the chance to sit in your dream car, I borrowed one from some friends of mine <laughs> at uh, uh, Orland Park for you to try on for size. <laughs> yeah, just going to sit in it, though. That's we'll it. Just want to sit. <laughs> Got it? There you go. Just so let's just say that this is before, this was 2003, so this is before the year where we'd given away all the cars. You know, after a while, I thought the jig was up for me and the surprises, because if this had happened a couple of years later, he would have known that the Porsche was going to be his. Because even then, I was thinking, 
Why would he think that we're just gonna bring a car out here and let him sit in it? But he, he kind of fell for it. This is great. Let's see if you fit in there. I believe I do. I love the white on black and black. You look cute in there. Okay, come on out now. This is the moment I love. Because see, when you say get out of it, he goes, oh, okay, I guess it's not gonna happen. And he's trying to be so good about it. Like, that's great. That's the best. Isn't that fun? Okay. I like it. Yeah, I want one too. Okay, stand right there. And take a, take a good look. It's cute, isn't it? Take a good look because, David, it's yours! It was the ultimate moment of validation because he knew that getting that Porsche wasn't about the Porsche. It was about him and his accomplishment, his willing to hang in there. He understood that I, who struggled with my weight, understood what that meant to lose 305 pounds, and I was saying, I get you. That's the ultimate invalidation. It says, you matter. If you were to look into your own life right now, you would see that most of the arguments that you have had in your life have not been about the specific thing, but they've been about what is behind the thing that you're arguing about. You're arguing about the shoes in the floor. You're arguing about somebody being late for dinner. What you're arguing about is not the thing but what's behind the thing. And if you peel back the layers, what is usually behind the things that we're arguing about is, do you hear me? Does what I say mean anything to you? Do I matter? So whether your eyes light up or your eyes don't light up, what everybody is looking to know is that when I walk into the space, when I speak to you, when I am present with you, you see me, you hear me, and what I say matters to you. And the truth is, every single person that you encounter is looking for that. And your relationships improve exponentially when you get that that is what people are really looking for. They're looking to know, do you see me? I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. You can follow Super Soul on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Super Soul Conversation. Thank you for listening. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Nike, Walmart, and Zappos. And even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use and you can get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers. And Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's.